everybody. Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies uh, from our childhood. Our, who are we? Ooh. I'm doing it like you. Uh, it's a song. I should be doing it myself. Uh, I'm the, your host. Uh, I'm usually the one that says his name second, but I'm saying it first. I'm Josh, and this is my smaller, tiny, less important co-host. I'm Evan. Every week we come together to uh, talk about a movie from our childhood. Uh, We give that a watch with our 2020 vision, and uh, we give it a... Fuck, I had it and I lost it. Can I start over? No, it was so good. No, keep finishing Uh, it up. We... uh, we watch it, uh, and we give it a, a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject. I'm not going to say the second part. That's very your your branding. But how are you doing, Evan? <laughs> I'm okay. Josh is being a really good friend, and he is kind of carrying me through this this week's episode because I'm very tired. I've been having I've been having a hard time sleeping lately. Oh, why are you? Why aren't you sleeping very well? Uh, I'm just a little excited, boy. I get shout outs to e. I just got an e-bike. I just told Josh about that. Very excited about that. This episode is I'm sponsored a- by Rad Power Bikes up in Seattle. Go to radpowerbikes.com/t3 for. 80% off an electric bike. Wait, if we actually send people there, they're going to come back. This is all going to fall back on us and be a negative thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't care. Send- okay. <laughs> I'm the agent of chaos this week, so. Oh, wow. This is a... All right. So uh- not not only that, but I also, like, on the same day, this is what happens when you're basically an overgrown child with dispensable income. On the same day that I got this electric bike, I also got the new Xbox that just came out. <laughs> oh, the Xbox Series. X? I got the Series S, which is like the digital only version. Um, that was slightly less expensive, but it's all it's all about Xbox Game Pass, baby. Um, Why did you get an Xbox? Because so Game Pass is crazy. There's, it's basically Netflix for video games. Like, there's so many games that are on there. Um, I, I I couldn't get a PS5. Yeah, I've got a I've got a buddy that just got one, but uh, has been on like the. I mean, I've those things are reselling right now for like a grand. Yeah, it's insane. Like, that's so crazy. I mean, I feel like that's more than than any console anyway whatever this is not as much as i try to turn it into a video game (laughs) podcast podcast. it will never be a video game podcast maybe that's like a sub podcast that we do for the patreon or something where you talk about something that has nothing to do with the podcast and hope that people like it it'll just be me talking about video games and you're like oh yeah i play play some i played among us without you and that was so fun Oh, Not yeah. because it was without you, but that game was... <laughs> but I also, just so the listeners understand, because I talked about those seven, I don't think I would have fun playing Among Us with Evan. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I don't think I could lie to him. Yeah. Or at least I would... Tr- I think I could lie to him, but I, I think he would see through every possible deceit I put in front of him, because he just knows me too well. I don't think it would work. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I feel like you and I... 
we we should watch each other play. We probably shouldn't play each other. <laughs> It'd be really okay, unfair for here, our team. Let's let's put it to the test. I'm gonna say three things, and you tell me which one is the lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that mean? This is okay. Dumb. Here we go. Here we this go. Is bad, Josh. What did we watch this week? <laughs> we watched um. Oh. <laughs> I really wanted you to answer that one. <laughs> oh, we watched. Uh, now I'm forgetting. Oh, we watched. Let's say it with me. This is oh, a yeah. this, this is, is a hallmark. Dude, episode. this is a big one. No spoilies, but but uh, to be honest, full spoilies. We, we watched, watched six, six Street Samurai. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, for the for the people who are still listening, we watched Thanks. Six String Samurai, a 1998 American post-apocalyptic action comedy directed by Lance Mungia and star- starring Jeffrey Falcon and Justin McGuire. I'm having a real hard time reading <laughs> reading the name of the children of the child. Um. You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, this, so Six String Samurai, it's basically, it's like an indie film. Um, uh, it, it, yes. did, it did come out in theaters, I guess, for, for a few months, and, and it has gained a reputation as a, as a cult film. Um, but, it, you know, th- this is very out there for, for the movies that we have chosen for this podcast. Budget was one mil. Oh really? Uh, mine, I, I heard that. Mine has two million, but it could just as well be one million. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's not a big difference. I mean, that that's what we're talking about here in terms of like what this movie is. But but Josh, give the people a better idea of Six String Samurai. If you have one, give them what synopsis. they want. Give them what they want. Okay, I got one that's from somebody at manga.com, so I'm already on board. Oh, dude. All right. <laughs> this guy's uh, our best friend. <laughs> A mysterious and powerful hero of the classic kind, Buddy, is a skill. Oh, yes, at manga.com, dude. Of course it's classic. Okay, uh, a mysterious and powerful hero of the classic kind. I can't. I can't. Dude, what does that mean? Okay. It's at manga.com. Rules are off. A mysterious and powerful hero of the classic kind, Buddy is as skilled with his guitar as he is with his samurai sword. Thrown together with a kid whom he saves in a spectacular battle, the two of them must now escape their enemies and reach Lost Vegas, the rock and roll capital of this future world. (laughs) And that's from... Uh, at manga.com at manga.com thank you very much for that for that wonderful synopsis um yeah this movie so i've Let's i've unpacked this i've wanted to kind of save this movie for a special day but honestly josh when you texted me over the weekend that we were going to be watching this i was so excited that's good like i'm i'm glad i, I th- this movie is so so uh, I guess the only way that I, I'll, I'll start talking about it because my please we we both have history with this movie and we have history with it together. We have history with this movie together. My introduction to this movie is Josh. Josh is the one who actually 
um, sat me down in a home. I don't remember whose house it was in Mill Valley, California. Um, we didn't watch this with like with the regular crew, like Byron and Nathan and Al Davies. Like we we watched this at some some woman's house. I don't remember who, but you were the I one. I remember who, it. Who who is she? Okay, so I forget her. I I mean, I'm not gonna say her last name, but uh, yeah. so this. I was like how I just friend. said Al Davies' last name, and we're like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine, because Al Davies' name is Al Davies. There is no it's just, just. It's Al Davies. Al Davies. That's his full name. <laughs> so I I so I in this was probably our sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I started. Right. I I had a very brief stint. Uh, dating somebody from another school and she had a friend we like kind of hung out as like a a trilateral uh and the person like after i stopped like dating that one person i stayed friends with the other person and her name was sarah uh and uh we went over to her house one day because i forget how it kind of evolved into the situation but she got her tonsils out uh, oh no 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 no! She got her wisdom teeth out, oh. and she was like, oh, "I'm miserable. This sucks." And I forget how we got roped into it, but I probably was like, "Hey, like me and Evan are hanging out. We'll come hang out with you and keep you company. Plus, I have this really cool movie that I want to like show you and oh. have part of the mix." So we went over to her house and we we were pretty we were kind of mean like we really made fun of her a lot like i remember oh, did like we? Oh, she no. had puffy cheeks well she was like cuz she kind of oh, had yeah, that yeah, chipmunk yeah. effect that oh, like everybody dude. gets we were like yeah. you look like a chipmunk and all she could eat was like jello and ice cream yes and uh we watched six string samurai <gasps> while we were at her place dude okay i that's why there's a photo of me, like one of the earliest photos. Oh, you photos. have a photo? There's an, er, a really early photo of me on Facebook at her house eating Jello. There it is. Dude, that is cr- I did not remember any of that. Like Together we make one fully m- functional person that can remember their <laughs> high school experiences that's literally the whole point of this podcast is us working towards or working against our inevitable alzheimer's <laughs> yeah, that's true. but that's that's such a that's such a i i it's funny that you bring that up right off the bat because to tell you the truth I the part that I don't remember is me bringing the movie in. I thought it was you. No, no, really? Yeah. You thought I brought this movie? I so how I would remember... I have had this movie? You so no, 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 no. So the reason I'm saying that is because because I know I watched this with like Byron and Nathan and them. Like that was a given. Okay. But I thought I thought. Yeah, I'm pretty sure had... that after we watched it with Sarah, we watched it with our friend like this was a movie that we watched a few times yeah like in my little high school group like this came up and it was very because we were in to like evil dead and all those things so this yeah. came up and it's like oh this is a gem and, and samurai stuff I, like we you know yeah and i thought that you were already kind of involved with that and i th- 
for some reason, I'm thinking that you brought that movie. Like you should. Oh, you were like, oh, let's watch Six String Samurai. But now that you're saying it, and we kind of went through all of it, it makes more sense that I brought it in. But oh. I didn't remember that part coming in. So it really does take the both of us to remember high <laughs> school experiences. Wow. Yeah. This this movie. Um... And and kind of other movies like it. I mean, yeah, Evil Dead, uh, Bubba Hotep. Um, I, I associate all of those movies with with you um, and with childhood because it was kind of you know even though we were only sixteen or seven, you know, we, we were sixteen or seventeen at that time, which isn't which isn't young childhood, but is definitely still formative, um, impressionable. I I recall, you know, I, I associate you with those. I also remember. Or, or rather, I'm going to ask you if you remember when we used to make terrible samurai movies up on Hawk Hill above Byron's house? Okay, so just to paint a very clear picture for our listeners. I love this episode. We're getting yes. into like our, our personal history. Uh, I was So I was the person in the friends group with the camera. Yes. Because there you is know, always our, one. Our, for, our Gen Zers, for our Gen Zers, for our Gen that wasn't something that you immediately had access to with like a phone or whatever. Like I had a little Panasonic Panasonic camcorder that ran off of mini tapes, and I mm. brought that thing everywhere. And I got really mad if somebody took it from me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I recorded Which, as everything. you should be. I mean, kids these days, you know, I just aged fifty years. But kids, the kids these days. <laughs> You're right. Like they totally take it for granted. Their cameras are in their pockets. I'm yeah. looking at my camera right now. Like, in fact, there's there's no less than five cameras looking at me right now. Like, if I really think about it, <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. That's oh so crazy. God. Anyway, but I had this little Panasonic camera, and we took it everywhere. And we made a lot of. Honestly, I gotta pull out those tapes because tapes, 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 tapes. Because I they're underneath. I, I believe they're in a, like a plastic bin underneath uh, the guest bed in my parents' house. But oh, yeah. You, we you would, think they're still there? We made like a lot of like little bullshitty movies. Yes. And I know one of the ones that we made was like me, you, and I think Byron or maybe Byron filmed it. But it, it, was, no, it was us me, going. Up- it was me filming you and Byron having a samurai duel. Oh, that's what it was. I but the part where he goes, oh, it's, it's anyway. Like we go up to a hill, yes, and we have like this. It's essentially this movie. We have like some samurai fight on top of the hill, and I throw him off the the hill, and he rolls around in the bushes. And he yeah, actually very, rolled like we actually filmed Byron rolling down this hill. Like, dude, I can't fathom doing like he was going like through now. a lot of. Like he he might have gotten hurt. Yeah, he easily could have hit was, his head on a rock or something. Like my my thirty two year old dad mind is like cringing so hard that we did that. But but I was kind of like that too. I was into jackass and I was into yeah. like the let's put ourselves in a dangerous situation for the novelty of it. Sure. But anyway, we made this movie and the thing that I remember most about it that has probably stuck with Evan just as much as it has me <laughs> is the final penultimate line of i think i slay byron yes and he's on the ground and he looks up at me and goes you had my eyes (laughs) 
I'm so happy that you remember that. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how happy I am that you remember that. I'm making like a little like meditation Buddha pose because I'm very happy. Because <laughs> I'm the so in my memory, I'm the one who came up with that line. Because I remember telling you both, like, oh, we need to have this, like, resolve in some way. And you both have blue eyes. And that was the only justification. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that makes sense to me. Because I remember you Holy being shit. really... I remember there being lots of laughing and you being very pleased with the um, oh. that line. So, um, I mean, do you, do you remember the first time you watched it? Or do you think, like, in your mind, is it just kind of all one thing? No, I remember watching it in, uh, I mean, we hung out at Byron's house because his mom had a big house and he had, he had a big room with the TV in it. Yes. Uh, and like a, a PlayStation 2. Yeah. And we would go down there and play games all the time. And I want to say... I don't think it was at that house. Yeah, we watched Six String Samurai mm-hmm. and just loved it. And even at that time, like, we really, like, I remember taking it seriously. It's like, oh, this is a great movie, but also, like, laughing at it because it's so campy. Mm-hmm. In yeah. kind of the, similar to, I mean, we'll get into that, but uh, just appreciating how, like, good, bad it was, but mm-hmm. also feeling like it was really cool and it kind of hit all the marks for us in terms of the interests that we had so yeah it really it was interesting because like it it really hit hard for us in that moment but there was a couple of years where it stuck around and then after that i mean i haven't seen it thought about it since like us doing this podcast yeah that yeah i have not really thought about it um i mean there there are certain lines and and we'll get into that um in the second half that that I still say to this day that are always like totally non sequitur. Um, but, but for I whatever they are, <laughs> I know we, dude, this whole episode is going to be us just both being like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> this is the essence of nostalgia bone. Like we're hitting our nostalgia bones. And but, it's like, ah, so, but this movie just, just to kind of, to kind of pad it out a little bit more. It's, it's post-apocalyptic. It's a, it's a guy who has a samurai sword and an electric, uh, you know, ho- semi-hollow body guitar for all you other fellow guitar nerds out there. He looks like Buddy Holly. He he's dressed like Buddy Holly, and he's basically just trying to get to Lost Vegas. It's it's like an alternative timeline where Russians won the war, whatever that means. Um, and it it's just absolutely absolutely crazy. Um, in terms of how it did, which I I've never thought about, like because I I just only associate this movie with with you, um, it it did have a really small budget, um, and it only made around one hundred twenty five thousand dollars at the box offices. Not surprising. Um, so it it just did not did not do very well. Apparently, uh, it was intended as a trilogy. Uh. That's not surprising. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's a little surprising given given kind of how it ends, but it, we, we can talk about that later. Um, Jeffrey Falcon, who is the guy who plays Buddy, um, he also uh, helped to write it. 
Um, and he's he's a legit martial artist. Like this movie has legitimate martial arts moves in oh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but in, but in terms of production, like you know, they talk about the themes of like. Okay, yeah, it's it's like rock and roll, and and that that death resembles Slash from Guns N' Roses, which I actually I picked up this time, but I definitely did not pick up on that when I was a kid. Well, we we have to start talking about what it was like to watch <laughs> this year. So we're we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back yeah. with more tapes, tapes, tapes right after this. y'all if you can believe it tapes 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 is in its fourth season the boys are once again here to help decide the fate of movies stuck in cinematic purgatory oh no the suspense remember you can follow tapes 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 on instagram to stay in touch with the show between episodes you'll find announcements surveys and more If you'd like to take your relationship with the show to the next level and get your credit card involved, find the show on Patreon, too. The boys thank you for your support. All right, now it's time to get back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, So, Six String Samurai. Um, This movie is... I'm going to preface the beginning of my review by saying to you, loyal listener that this movie is free on YouTube <laughs> from you, the distributor who made the movie. It's it's from them. Oh, it's from them. Yeah. It's not just like a oh Yeah, it's from when you it's sent not, that to me. It's not a re-upload. Okay. It's uh okay. Palm, I think is the the production company or something. Palm Digital Media. Cuz uh, cuz without even watching it, I think I texted you uh, when you sent me the link, I was like, of course this movie's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now that's not a spoiler for how I feel about the movie. Okay. Because I, dude, I had such a good time watching yeah. Six String Samurai. And I don't know if it's just because of the nostalgia factor and like my associations with you, um, Although watching this movie is definitely like, do you want a crash course in Josh aesthetic? Then you can just watch Six String Samurai, like high school Josh aesthetic. Which so, but that's so al- that's always how I'm gonna think of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Because or you know that's probably how we're gonna think of each other because that's really yeah. when we got to know each other. Um, and and I think I just I had a lot of positive associations with that, of course. Um, and this movie just is so like ludicrous and over the top, but they do still stick to a very consistent theme um, that I I found myself like having a really good time while while I was watching it. Um, you know, it's it's not a good movie, uh, far far from it. Um, but it's also not like so bad that it deserves a bunch of vitriol a la like, you know, like the room or Birdemic is another like good, bad, bad movie that I'm, I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, but it, it, it doesn't, it's not quite there. So it's kind of this weird, I don't know. It's it's a weird mix of things. I'm really curious as to how how you found well, it. 
Well, before I kind of get into my personal feeling about it, because when you take kind of the the aspects of the film itself, there's a lot of things in here that are done really well. Um, like the cinematography in this movie is really like it's fucking good for what they like, had. Some... It's it's really impressive. Uh, I will say, yeah. Like they they for for the budget that they had, what that was very minimal. They had a fantastic cinematographer. Whoever was doing costumes and arranging the set and like dressing it, totally nailed it for yeah. like the budget that they had and what they needed. Like obviously, very like specific choice. Like asking a psychobilly band to do every track for yeah. the uh, for those for the for the movie, and that's like that's a that's a that's a risk. Yeah, uh, and they, I feel, feel like they totally nailed that. Um, that and I think that the other type na- of music also like makes perfect sense in this universe. Yeah, because Psycho uh, Billy does if, have that. Like it, it has a grit to it. It has an edge to it, but it is very like classic rock and roll. And yeah, for people that don't know what Psycho Billy is, it's essentially punk with rockabilly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go check out Tiger Army, Necromantics, um, Red Elvis. Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, he's a big one. Uh, so the, so by those things alone, like this movie is very impressive. Now, the part that this is a really complicated movie for me because it's kind of like what you were saying of this is a very epitomizing movie of like our relationship and kind of that very specific time in high school yeah and watching this movie was so kind of eye-opening because it encapsulates exactly what my sense of humor was like Mm -hmm. (coughs) i think i just swallowed a fly (laughs) (laughs) serious snack fly oh my god oh god are you okay like tiny yeah i've got a fucking bonsai tree in my room and it's got like tiny flies that i'm trying to get rid of and i think i just inhaled one of them oh no you got to get a ladybug i think right will they take care of it oh maybe not maybe they just (laughs) eat aphids (laughs) that was dumb what was i saying uh uh, you were saying (laughs) how it perfectly encapsulated damn it my okay so there, so I and I, I, I the the way that I kind of developed in high school and before that in terms of my own personality is I did a lot of mimicking with people that I liked mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. I kind of saw as like funny or whatever. And uh, the Byron, who is the person that showed me this movie that I was very close friends with for a while, uh, like I feel like if I reflect on like I did a lot of mimicry of like the type of sense of humor that he had. And that was influenced by like this movie and Evil Dead, where it's all like a little ascend up. It's situations that are meant to be awkward or kind of unrealistic. Mm. So watching this is very like, wow, like this is what I was like. Like it really takes me back. And some of it I'm kind of like, oh man, I was an annoying little shit. Oh, <laughs> that's so that's so interesting. I I wanna I wanna take some time to talk about that because i feel i feel like one of the one of the things that i'm most grateful for is that you and i share like a a a delight in the weird 
Yes. And and that is something <coughs> that like I don't I don't I was not going to get that from most people that I've been to school with and I and I went to theater school and I still feel yeah, like yeah. things like this are so weird um and kind of absurd and like and meant to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that word in itself, like that that dabbling in uncomfortableness for its own sake, is, at least for me, where a lot of, like, the specificity of my type of, like, sense of humor comes from. Yeah. And definitely what we shared in a lot. And that's very pre- prevalent in, like, this movie of kind of how it makes you feel and what it puts its characters in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I just wanted to. I mean, there you know, there's also the part of me that wants to like protect you from your own feelings of, of feeling kind of, <laughs> kind of cringeworthy. Oh about, no, 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 no! But I totally get that. Yeah. So so to talk about the movie itself, I mean, I, I, the the things that I noticed as an adult were more in line <laughs> with like, you know, things that I just noticed as as being an older person, um, like. Like his relationship with the kid is really strange. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, it, I mean, I, I guess the whole thing is that like he he wants to be cool, and having a kid is really uncool. Um, I, I don't, I don't even know where. I'm... So, so this is a classic story archetype. Um, I'm not going to say the actual names of them correctly, but it's essentially the hardened. This happens in a lot of, like, classic storytelling where you have, like, a very hardened, essentially a soldier at, like, the peak of their ability in some land or some story that is forced to have a companion that is essentially their antithesis. And it's usually a child, you know, something that's meant to be a little bit more helpless, not able to help themselves, and they're forced into being in a partnership. And then we see each of those characters change the other in a way like yeah that, that actually that's actually that's so particularly like the kind of like f- surrogate father son has been really popular lately but it's just shown in a different light uh and i think a much better like because in this movie it's like he hates this kid yeah. and this kid is just kind of like i don't even want to talk like i got a lot to say about this kid and like the sounds that that kid made but uh oh my god i don't want to start not yet <laughs> But, uh, like, I'm thinking about, like, it most recently, like, The Mandalorian. Uh, oh, which yeah. Which you are familiar with. I've watched a few. I couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. God. No, oh, it's fine. Well, for people that do watch it, it's a story about a Mandalorian. Spoiler for the first episode that is taking care of, uh, essentially, a child that's a lot like a smaller version of Yoda. And even though he's like a Mandalorian, which is a super impressive. Are you seriously explaining the Mandalorian right now? The Mandalorian is like one of the most popular TV shows. No, no, no. I'm breaking down an archetype within it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were explaining. I was like, dude, no, no, no. they know what baby Yoda is. I know they know. But it's a (laughs) battle-hardened, you know, fighter that normally wouldn't care for other beings. At least that's how they're painted. Now caring for like a helpless child. And that's why it's compelling to watch because you're watching somebody be vulnerable Mm. when they normally... When they probably shouldn't be for the sake of their character <coughs> build. Yeah. Uh, like, <coughs> um, The Last of Us is another example of that between Joel oh, that's a and great what's one. her name? Ellie. But the problem with, 
Yeah, but the problem with this movie is, is it's just this guy that's kind of a dick. Yeah, you never with a kid that's following him around. You never quite see him come around to the kid. No, he just kind of he he. It's more that the kid, um, like breaks him down a little bit, and he's like, "Fine, I guess you can hang around me." Like, yeah, he's that's really that's it. Yeah, it's it's that that part of it is is really strange. Um, and then the other part that because when when this movie when we watched it for the first time, or when I watched it for the first time, back in those days, I did not play guitar. Um, and now I play guitar. I play a lot of instruments. Um, and I definitely was, was very triggered by the treatment of the guitar as like a weapon. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that kind of stuff bothers me when I see that in, in movies and, and TV shows and, and whatever. Like, because I'm just like, oh, man, no. but that's like an instrument. and they're they're nice (laughs) for me it reminds me of there's an anime that i watched at this exact same time that i probably love and have more fonder memories of called flcl footy cootie footy cootie and the main character uh haru hara haruko uses a bass guitar as like a weapon an instrument a bunch of things so I think about that, and then I think about this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like I like <laughs> guitars used as things other than guitars. It's a very it, and and it is something that people use a lot because it is. I mean, you know, it, it's an axe. Like it 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 has that thing. One part that I right. found was really funny was one time he fell over, and this is such a specific thing that like you're not gonna get it. There, you're not gonna get what is so weird about it. But like. He falls over and then he goes to like check his guitar and he <laughs> he oh flicks the pickup selector and then he flicks Oh, it, I did notice that. And then he flicks it back and it just was like you're not plugged into anything. that's where your suspension of disbelief was broken that is honestly where my suspension of disbelief was broken oh man you you pissed (laughs) off the uh the actual musician so it just there were other things you could have done like he could have i don't know he could have checked the action or he could (laughs) have Here. Even if he like pressed the whammy bar a little bit, that would have made sense. He, he could have done something where it's like, oh, this is. But then again, this is a world where he can play guitar without an amplifier, and then no, like, still they're have like making come out. So they'll they'll make a, like a computery sound effect when he's like, war, like touching his guitar. Like it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, the line that is from this movie that I say all of the time. Um, and I'm using this for my favorite part slot because this is something that I say at least once a month and it never makes any sense. It's always completely out of context because nobody in the world has ever seen this movie before is the very first line of this movie, which is flutter away, little butterfly, just flutter away. It's a very bizarre setup because the movie starts with like a cornfield yes. and people getting killed, and the guy and uh, the buddy, the guy is killing some of the people in the cornfield, but a family gets caught in the middle of it. But there's a kid left behind that isn't killed, and right. the kid like makes the sound that I dare not speak 
because it's so loud and annoying. Oh my god. The whole movie, this kid is just making the most... I I almost had to turn it off at one point in the movie. Oh, really? Because like, he's just standing around going like, ah! Yeah. Ah! As a way of communication. People think we're kidding. That is not a joke. That is... It's that is the sound like that he makes. The, he the he probably speaks from the, like seven actual words in the movie, and the rest of the time it's all. Well, and I I could imagine the director was like, okay, you're a kid in this wasteland, and you haven't been taught how to. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing a Doctor Girlfriend impersonation <laughs> from Venture Brothers. Dr. It's really taking me back to 2003. Oh, uh, but you're gonna. You're gonna uh, just make a sound like you've never spoken English before and you've never been taught how to read. <laughs> but um, you need something. All right, Josh. Yeah. We have to, we got to do it. I know we, we probably could do like a two-parter with this, but that's not what the producers want. <laughs> Let's do a two-part episode on Six String Samurai. Do you give 1998's Six String Samurai... A be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, baby. Uh this is this is a this is a hard You know what? No, it's not it's not that hard for me. I just feel weird about for some reason I'm just feeling weird about this movie. Like I can't fully enjoy I ha, I wasn't really able to fully enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to. Mm. Like the nostalgia baby was there, obviously, yes. because I have extremely specific memories attached to this and extremely specific feelings of kind of who I was when this movie uh, was so prevalent in my life. But watching it now, like I didn't, I wasn't, it, I disengaged with it a little bit. It, it didn't really capture, and maybe it's because of how I watched it back then or if like, whereas like I would disengage with it after a certain amount of time. Mm. But, uh, I appreciated this movie more than I enjoyed it um, hmm. because yeah. it's very, I, th- I think it's well done for what it has. It leans into the camp, but the thing was, is like, I don't like the main character and I don't think the supporting character is interesting. Yeah. I don't think any of the characters are very interesting. Hmm. <clears throat> it's just, I'm just writing on nostalgia yeah. uh, for this. And I don't know if my, nostalgia experience is enough to keep this movie alive Mm. so i think i'm gonna give this an eject and reject wow yeah well i'm surprised too i i don't know that i'm necessarily surprised um because honestly i i have not really thought about what i was gonna rate it either um because i or or i don't know if that i don't know why i said either but i just i haven't really thought about how i'm gonna rate it um for me, on its own, as objective as I can be, because I have a feeling like you probably watched this more than I did. I mean, at, le- at the very least, you watched it before I ever did. Um, I mean, back in the day, I eh, I feel like I only watched it like three or four times. Okay, maybe. so yeah, okay, so we probably did have about the same amount of of kind of connection with this movie. I I think that as a cult like martial arts movie it's it's fun um it's it's definitely very unique if you like this kind of thing you probably will like this movie um but having said that it's clearly not for everybody 
as uh, as uh, you know Morgan is into some weird shit. Uh, you know we've been we've been watching like a bunch of David Lynch stuff recently. Um, she loves the uncomfortable, but her review of it was basically like this is like hipster bullshit, and like I it's hip it's hipster for young boys. It's like hips yeah it's hipster stuff for young boys, and so I think that just was really off putting for her. I mean I and I can yeah. imagine that it it probably would be off putting for a lot of people. I'm I'm like. I'm like flirting around the issue. Like, what am I going to get? I, I just say it from your heart, man. I, I guess I, I guess I also eject and reject, which is sad. Cause I actually, is it though? I don't know. I mean, the fact is, like I said, at the beginning of my review, it's free. <laughs> it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, if I, free. if I ever change my mind, um, or if somebody else is like, Oh, dude, you know Six String Samurai? We have to watch Six String Samurai. Like, I would, I would watch it again, but, but only kind of in that context. Like, I, yeah, I probably would only yeah. watch it with other people, either at a party or if somebody was like, "Oh, dude, you don't remember this particular part? We got to watch it again so that I can show you like this particular part." Um, but on its own, like, uh, I. I there's other stuff. What would you? What would be your recommendation then for 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 something else that people should watch? I guess I'm not gonna give a recommendation because I mean this movie is is I think it's in a way it's somewhat singular in that it's like a pretty memorable independent that does an action uh, like kind of samurai hero movie pretty well, but it's it's a it's an apocalyptic buddy holly movie but i just like to say that it's somewhere between a kill bill and a uh what was the other one that i said like a mad max beyond thunder oh yeah if you you just watch to just you know do this get two tvs put them side by (laughs) side press play on both of those movies at the same time and it's essentially this movie Uh, i i would recommend um a, a well i guess it's a movie but also a tv series that i I only watched for the first time this year, um, Cowboy Bebop, um, and yeah. the reason that I'm that I'm recommending that is because that is actually extremely cool. Like everything of that's a dynamite show. Everything about Cowboy Bebop is cool, and it has a very distinct style, and it has like a very distinct um, spin on the sci-fi genre. Um, and I, yeah. I just think that that, and like it uses, you know, uh, it, it, it uses funk music in kind of in a similar way that this uses psychobilly music to, to kind of add to the overall theme, um, that I find really compelling and the way that, that those things interact and, and also are, um, juxtaposed like the sci-fi setting doesn't really yeah. make sense with the, with the kind of funk soundtrack. Um, but they make it work. So so that I guess that's my recommendation. You know, I I'm kind of with no, you though. Like it, I like that. it's such a it. This movie is such a weird, weird thing. Um, it's a strange amalgam that works, uh, but yeah, yeah, works works kind of. Well, anyway, 
Thank you all so much for listening to this, to yet another week, another episode, and and for being there for us. This was a very nostalgic episode. This was a very special one. So yeah, it was a very personal episode. So we us. really appreciate you you hanging in there and listening to us talk about the but, old days. But let it be said that th- there are still a lot of other movies that we have not tackled yet. That Evan and I, I mean, there's not a ton of them, but that Evan and I have in under our belt that are very like we have a very distinct and experience together with the movie like yeah. there's there's more of them. yeah there's there's definitely more coming um but anyway thank you for listening um all audio mixing and original music is done by yours truly evan william crockett our artwork is done by the wonderful and talented and kind kersey barrett torme you can find her on instagram at made by kersey k-e-r-s-e-y josh you want to tell the fine folks how they can support the podcast Oh, we got a Patreon. Uh, you can Patreon slash tapes, tapes, tapes. Oh, and we got a if Patreon. if you go on there and, uh, sh- and if you find us on there. <laughs> oh, I don't like shushing you. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> I uh, shouldn't have been talking over your producer segment, though. Do you want to take Oh, because I never talk over you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't. Mm-hmm. You want to start over? <laughs> nope. Okay. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to make this really hard for you edit. Hey, Evan, uh, this week we're watching uh, no, please, Howl uh, at the Moon, the uh, movie from 2028, because it's the year 2029. Going to really confuse people. Hey, Evan, what did we watch? Wait, I'm, no, I'm really confusing. Myself. I don't know what's up. Uh, All right, everybody. <laughs> oh, 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 you can find us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon slash tapes, tapes, tapes. You can go on there. We have a couple of tiers with some little bonusy things that you can get. Uh, and all that goes to us supporting the podcast and supporting the guests that uh, that come on here that all have wonderful personal stories to tell yeah. about their life with movies uh so yeah find us on there (laughs) thank you so much and thank you all for listening guys gals non-binary pals we love you we mean it and we'll see you next week bye-bye